Hey everyone, welcome back to the Growing Lean podcast, sponsored by Lean Discovery Group, an award-winning software development company based out of Virginia. This is your host, Dylan Burke, also known as Deej. I'm happy to be here with Christopher Bromley, CEO of Elate Education, uh, Chief Medical Officer of CarePix, as well as Founder and Chief Medical Officer of Amplify. Welcome, Christopher. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. It's my pleasure to have you on here. <laughs> so can you get us started and give us a little bit about your history and your background um, and how you got into the business you're in today? Uh, long story short, I graduated from medical school in 1990 and went on to do my surgical residency in Baltimore at the Johns Hopkins uh, Teaching Hospital and uh, University of Maryland. I went back to New York and practiced medicine uh, for about 30 years. And about 20 years ago, I started getting interested in functional medicine, technology, and basically thinking outside the box. So I sort of was naturally drawn to teaching and investigating uh, new and evolving uh, fields of medicine. And the, the, the process of doing that led me into hospital leadership, finding a large group, and always looking to do things that were cutting edge so I didn't get bored. Okay, amazing. And what does each one of these businesses do, Elate Education, CarePix, and Amplify? So Elate was founded uh, because we were looking for a way to get continuing education uh, to physicians, uh, and this was all pre-COVID, in their hands, instead of physicians having to leave their practices and take you know time away from practice, we figured we could package education and we could make it something they were doing on their smart device. Uh, so we we formed a platform and it sort of morphed into doing continuing education. We train uh, pharma reps. Uh, we train physicians to use new technology like CarePix, the other company uh, that I work with. So it, it is a is it a platform that uses an app um, to push information either for continuing education or for training for existing technology. Okay, amazing. And yeah, I, I want to know what has been your biggest challenges in terms of being an entrepreneur and running several companies? Well, the number one challenge is always time uh, because there's just not enough of it. Uh, as you'll notice, I'm not in my office. I'm actually in my truck going from one meeting to another. So we're using best use of our time. Um, so it's sort of always figuring out how to be the most productive. And I think for me, productivity was always a struggle. And it wasn't really until this year I started working with an executive leadership coach, a guy by the name of Christian Santiago, who came to me and said, look, I'm working with surgeons around the world. I can help you. And I was, you know, I was pessimistic, but, you know, Christian helped me. I mean, nobody was ever here to help me as a CEO or as a chief medical officer. You're typically leading the challenge. And it's, it's not popular to say, or even or it, to say that I need help or to say that I might not be in control of everything. So being able to have a consultant that helps me, you know, realize that I, it's okay not to be perfect and that I could use some help in managing, you know, what's going on in my head and how I manage my time. So for example, 
uh, I, he taught me to do 60 and 60. So basically in the morning, the first 60 minutes of the day, I handle the most, the, the top things, the top three things on my priority list. So I've been able to use consult and relationship with Christian to best, best use of my time. Okay. Amazing. Um, yeah, time's definitely the most valuable and scarce resource that anyone has. Um, I also wanted to ask, how have you adapted, obviously being in the tech space over the last couple of years with AI coming into the picture, uh, the mainstream picture, um, how have you adapted to that? Are you making use of the tools available to you? Well, a great question. One of the, one of the things I do in my role at Carapix is we take data and we work the data into an algorithm to help make treatment choices. So I've been on the forefront of what is the next evolution in healthcare, which is AI generated decision-making. So we know that for various practices in medicine, there is a protocol for best practice. So for me, I've been on the cutting edge and working as a subject matter expert in remote therapeutic and remote physiologic monitoring in helping drive the, the technology. The problem that we have in, in, in tech is that we come up with ideas, but we have to remember that we're dealing with uh, like the government and CMS and insurance companies who may not, you know, may not understand it. So the biggest, you know, the biggest like thing that excites me the most is being able to use AI to improve outcomes and save money and, and, and help people. The, the struggle is, you know, there's always, I mean, for example, I watched the news this weekend, which I never do, but, you know, all of 60 Minutes was about AI and how it's scary. And, you know, yes, there are parts of, of, of AI that could be scary, but I'm going to tell you as a physician of 33 years, AI is something that I can use to, to improve how I practice and help my patients more. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I think a common misconception is that it's being created to replace humans. And I think understanding that it's it's a tool for us to do our jobs more efficiently and faster and better. Um, it's not, it might replace some jobs, but at the end of the day, there's nothing like a human touch. Um, so it's, it's, it's just a tool that helps us do our job faster and more accurately. And I think people need to start understanding that more than being scared of it. True. And I think that there's also the government is sort of slow in reference to, you know, they throw up some regulations. Like, for example, they passed the Cures Act in 2016. And one of the things in Cures Act said that AI is, is good. But I as an AI company, I Carapix, I can't tell a physician what to do. I can say the metrics of what you've entered would suggest that you do this now. I can't tell them to do it. Uh, but I can make suggestions. So we're very careful to make sure that we, you know, abide by the regulations, but also help shape regulations. So for example, this year, CMS was going to administer an LCD. It's what's called a limiting coverage determination, which determines what RTM could be, could or could not cover. So myself and, you know, many other healthcare experts, you know, from around the country testified what our experience was and the good news was that based on our testimony, they decided not to issue an LCD. So that helps us, you know, when we get together, you know, lots of people complain about the government, but unless you're doing something about what the government knows or is doing, don't complain. So I think what we, what we learn is that the more we engage, 
uh, on this particular area, the better we'll be able to create better products and drive technology to do good things. Yeah, 100%. And do you make use of any like AI tools in your personal capacity outside of business? Yeah, I think that uh, for me, I think about, you know, using chat GTP um, as an example, you know, when we're looking at creating um, material and teaching, you know, we're using that to look at, you know, when we when we did this determination and we run it through chat GTP, you know, how does it how does it how does it muster out? Okay, yeah, hundred percent. And what are the metrics that you use to measure the success of your businesses? Well, like most businesses, we have, you know, in a in the startup environment, there's typically a metrics of growth versus the bottom line. So in any startup, you know, you, there's going to be a period of time where you're not revenue either neutral or making a profit. So you have to look. For me, I look at growth. It's easy in the CarePix. We look at how many providers um, that we've signed up to use the tool. You know, CarePix is a tool that is designed around managing wounds and patients with critical ischemia. So I look at the number of providers that we've onboarded and I look at how they're using the tool. So from behind the scenes, I can tell if we signed up 10 doctors last month, are they using it? Are they using it every day? And are they using it to its full extent? And if they're not, that gives me an opportunity to come back and engage with them and say, okay, you used part one, but you didn't use part two or three. What is your, you know, what can I help? How can I help you do that better? Okay, 100%. And what metrics are you looking to improve? Well, I think that in healthcare, for me as a, as a physician, I'm looking to create better patient engagement and there and also be able to use education and reminders for patients. So for example, we get reminders if we have a reservation at a restaurant as a text message from open table, or you get a reminder from your dentist that you have an appointment. Well, that's really the tip of the iceberg because reminders through tech and AI in, in healthcare can be more interactive. So you could use the technology to check in with a patient who might be diabetic. What was your blood sugar this morning? Or communicate with your, con the app can communicate with your continuous glucose monitor. And if your blood sugar was, 300 this morning, instead of just recording that it's 300, do something about it, you know, engage the patient. What did you eat last night? Did you take your insulin? Did you take your medication? So the future for me, and, and we do this in other places. So we have technology where we have Bluetooth and remote Bluetooth um, technology to communicate with their smart devices. So we know if they're doing their physical therapy, we know if they're using their device to prevent DVT. So for me, it's all about you know, driving the ball forward so we can use and merge all these technologies to get better outcomes. Okay, 100%. Um, and if I were to ask you to rate your your level of satisfaction within your business on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you rate it? Well, I would say if you asked me six months ago, I would probably say a 7 because of, you know, some struggles. Um, but working with, you know, executive leadership consulting at Peak Surgeon, I was able to raise it to probably a 12 because 
I learn how to adjust my the story in my head, right? So there's things that you experience every day and you know 10% 10 is what happened and 90% of what what's happening in your head is how you react. So for me, I've changed to think about things that I used to think about as problems and now that I think about them and differently, I, I have a much higher satisfaction rate. Okay, amazing. And if I were to, if we were to sit down again in, let's say, four years' time, what would you rate your, what would you want your rating to be then? Oh, I would want it to be a solid hundred. I, I, you know, <laughs> one of my goals is to is to take some of these other companies, one that we're getting ready to start, and and drive it forward to to improve outcomes, to save limbs, to save lives. And then to take, you know, these very successful companies and leverage them into providing free care, you know, in, in parts of our country where care is suboptimal and uh, places around the world where people aren't able to get basic health care. So I think for me and, you know, my five year plan is to, you know, continue to leverage these companies and then figure out, you know, to basically have a billion dollars that I can provide free care to people around the world. Amazing. I, I love that. Uh, the passion behind it is it's amazing. Um, and where do you see your industry heading in the next, let's say, five to 10 years? Well, I think for me, being in the IT business with CarePix, what we know is that the remote therapeutic monitoring, that is being able to monitor patients in their home and report back to us, that business is expected to be $127 billion by the end of 2025. That's not far away. So I expect that there's going to be a revolution in technology in the healthcare space uh, where we can be able to improve the access to good quality care around the world. Yeah, I've actually, I've chatted to a couple others in the med tech space and what's coming out is is astonishing. It's, it's amazing. And I'm super excited to see the technology that we'll be able to use in the next couple of years. It's, it's actually insane to think about. I also, I wanted to ask, um, have there been any specific partnerships or collaborations that you've formed that have helped you get to where you are? Yeah, I think for me, you know, I, I've made so many industry contacts over the years. And the interesting thing about healthcare is that people may work for one company one day and then they'd be gone, but they're going to pop up someplace else. So, for example, the previous, you know, president of 3M North America was a good friend of mine when he worked at another company. And then he moved to 3M and that created some strategic relationships for us there. And then he's recently moved to another company. So I think that creating long lasting friendships that are truly based on mutual respect ha has leveraged itself into me being able to to use those friendships and create contacts and, and drive the ball forward in, in healthcare excellence. Yeah. I, I always say if, if someone's reaching out to you that you haven't spoken to in a couple of years and they're asking for advice or you're able to reach out to them for advice, it means you're doing something right in terms of how you approach people and just how you act. I, I, it's, it's the biggest compliment. Um, and it's, it's great to hear that. Uh, what advice would you give to other business owners looking to succeed in your industry? I would, the most significant advice that I would give would be to ask, to have somebody that you can ask for help. 
it's it's very uncharacteristic for a president or CEO of a founder to actually get help because you're expected to be the master of everything. And for me, being able to have an executive leadership coach that I work with every week that holds that I could say anything to that I wouldn't say to my leadership team that I wouldn't say in a C-suite. Uh, my advice would be if you don't have one, find one, because that is the key to, you know, you can read self-help books. Uh, you can watch webinars. You can write pot, you know, podcasts are some of my favorite. You know, I've, obviously I'm so much respect for you. I love revisionist history and how I built this and all the things that drive me to be an entrepreneur, but having somebody who you, who is your, in your corner as your coach is the most valuable thing I've ever done. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I've actually, I, I've done a leadership coach, but I've got a life coach who helps me in business, in life, managing, helps me get the tools I need to manage my day effectively. And it's been such a game changer having this person I can go to with, with these issues. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. And um, we are out, unfortunately out of time here, but... Thank you so much for being on the show, Christopher. Uh, what is the best way for people to reach out to Christopher Bromley if you have any offers for them or if they're looking to follow your journey? Well, obviously, LinkedIn is a great resource. You can find Christopher Bromley on LinkedIn or you can always email me at chris.bromley, which is B-R-O-M-L-E-Y at carepix, C-A-R-E-P-I-C-S dot com. So Chris bromley at carepix.com is the easiest way to email me um my offer myself always to help anyone who has a question or a concern i believe in my life the more that i give away um the better my life is so i'm i'm grateful if anybody wants to collaborate talk about anything ask for advice uh i'm always free and uh, i'm here uh to make great friends and great contacts amazing thank you so much christopher you're welcome. Have a wonderful day. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you. You're welcome.